If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon, the maidenless Baldur's Gate enjoyer. How are you doing? Dude, maidenless. I mean, wow. I guess not quite maidenless. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But Being maidenless? Uh, yeah. Dude. Well, just Brandon's misadventures in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> He's been telling me about some of them while we were uh, waiting in the car. So At the top of the show, wow, just getting it out of the Yeah, way. just getting it right in there. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. It's a very tiring day, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Um, the week is going to be a long one, but we're feeling good. I had some uh, iced tea before the show. Yeah. I'm feeling real right right now. Yeah. Right as rain. Do they have caffeine in it? I hope so. <laughs> I really I, I really hope so. I was just curious after our conversation last week, because you said you weren't going to drink any more caffeine this late. Yeah, I mean, today's one of those days where I'm like, it's just a body. You yeah, know, I just I just put things into it and we see what happens. So some days I care about it. Other days I'm just like, yeah, it's going to it's going to pan out how it's going to pan out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good logic, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, sound logic. Well, maybe not even good. Maybe not sound. <laughs> and we also have Dave, the new house enjoyer. How are you? I'm exhausted is how I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you recently moved. So I you know, did back in October. Yeah. Yeah, you. Know, oh, it was October. Wow. Um, October, Novemberish. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. A lot of people listening have moved before in their lives, and my goodness, it's it's, it's exhausting. We spent the entire weekend painting two of the three floors in the house, uh, and then moved in yesterday. So yeah, but all the work's done. We're we're kind of just slowly unpacking boxes and removing painters tape now. Um, but yeah, it's been a hell of a journey. Hell of a journey. But we're here. I built a baby bed yesterday. Holy shit. Pretty exciting. What are you like? Is that going to be weird for you to sleep in? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah, I just bend my knees in fetal position. It'll <laughs> last so, three nights and then I'll just explode into particle board. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before the show started that, that the room you're in now, you did not paint. Um, but it looks like it's like fresh paint. Like it looks like it's in good shape. Yeah, the, the house was very well painted, uh, very fresh, very few like dings in the wall, but the, the color was not up to, uh, gotcha. it, it didn't pass approval, by yes. the, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, this is the one floor that we decided to hold off and we may actually try and do it this weekend, but uh, yeah, everything else in the house is white now. It was supposed to be an off-white, mm-hmm. uh, which for, for those who don't know, off-white is just white. Yeah, um, but regardless off. of what someone tries to tell you, it is it's it's white. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's exciting though. It's um, I'm, I'm my little for those listening. I know we're we're gamers and stuff. And and one of the uh, the the cool thing about about being a gamer is kind of creating your own little like gaming room setup. And in my previous condo, I wasn't really able to do that 
to the to the extent that I wanted. So now I, I'm starting to do that. I've got a much larger desk and I actually have built in spots for my PlayStation down here and I'm going to put my Xbox below that. For my PC here, I'm going to add a monitor. I've spent like the last two years like looking at gaming room setups in uh, like Facebook groups and stuff and just saving pictures to get inspiration. So it's kind of fun to actually start doing that. Um, start doing that now. So yeah, yeah dude, I... I... I really like that feeling of like setting up what you want to do, but and a little bit of advice for you. When you put your PlayStation and your, and your Xbox under your desk, you should make sure they're in as tight uh, as confined as possible with no air movement. Like yeah. that's actually how you optimize them. I just wrap them in Saran wrap. Yeah. Just, that's just to make sure no dust gets on them. Right. Cause they're right. down close you to the floor. Dirty yeah. Or anything. yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats on, uh, on the move. Um, um, uh, you're going to have your hands full with, with both uh, unpacking and a new human uh, entering the world. The incoming spawn. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting there, but yeah, lots, a lot going on in the, in the Lambda and Shakurian fart household. So yeah, here we are. Well, there's a lot going on in the world in general, not so much going on with video games, but if you want to find out more about it, you can hang out with us on discord. You can go over to handsomefandom.com slash discord, join in on the fun, hang out. Whether you are a patron or not, you can be there. Speaking of patrons, you can go over to patreon.com slash handsomefandom for as little as $1 a month. You can sign up to support the show. That's less than 25 cents an episode. You get the show ad-free and a day early. Usually, actually like a day and a half to two days early, but I always just say a day early because sometimes it's only like half a day early if we end up having to push record. It's a whole thing. Just say a day early. Sure. It's fine. Right. Nobody's going to call me a liar. Maybe somebody will. I don't know. The also, the other thing, speaking of early, news story number one. Dave, this one is specifically for you and me, buddy. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage has gone gold, and it is coming out one week early. This comes by way of the Assassin's Creed Twitter post that literally says what I just said. And then it says on behalf of the entire team, we can't wait for you to explore ninth century Baghdad with Basm. Your journey starts on October 5th. Save the new date. Dave, talk to me about Assassin's Creed Mirage. Is it something you're planning on picking up right away? Are you going to see how things go? Subscription service. What's the deal for you? Yeah, I think I'll probably be day one. I'm not going to fool myself. Um, I've had the, the Ubisoft Assassin's Creed bug for, for a long time now, funny enough, I've probably said this before on the show, but the only one I haven't played is the the first game. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, like a lot of people, have really kind of been... I, I've enjoyed the last three games, um, Odyssey Origins and Valhalla, but have also wanted to... wanted the series to come kind of... wanted the series to come back down to earth a little bit. They've just gotten too big. They've gotten too grindy, and I really didn't need colored loot in my uh, Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. So you know, as we said before, it looks like Mirage is is coming back to uh, you know coming back to basics a little bit. So I'm excited about that. I I'm also not getting my hopes up too much just because uh, you know I, I realized that this game started out as DLC for Valhalla. Uh, Basim in the first half of Valhalla was a really cool character, but as you progress through the campaign, he got less and less likable, but I'm still curious to see where they go with the character. They have some really cool supporting characters, and uh, what one of like the, the lead assassins in the game is played by a very famous voice actor. I don't remember her name, but everybody knows her like really smoky, cool voice. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting Julia to see. Roberts. Yeah, um, it's exciting to see that this is coming a week early. Uh, I honestly, I think this is to give a little buffer between Spider-Man and mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed, and maybe you know some of the Call of Duty beta stuff. Um, but in any case, you know we, we've just been kind of inundated with delays for so long. It's occasionally nice to see something, um, you know, come a little bit early. So it's a nice surprise. It's a game I'm looking forward to, and. Yeah, I won't pre-order, but I will be there uh, day one. And I, I assume you're going to be right there with me, Ben. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah, I think that would probably definitely be the case if I'm done or at least satiated with Starfield. Because uh, I'm definitely going to be playing Starfield. Um, and I'm going to be playing on Game Pass, so I won't be playing the five or six days early, whatever it is. So that's five or six days later I'm going to be playing. But So I'll probably do that. But I think when I'm ready to play Mirage... Um, I think I'm probably going to sign up for the the Ubisoft like month long, you know, or monthly, whatever it is, however much it costs. I think it's like 15 bucks a month and play it and um, the Jedi Survivor because I've been wanting to play that and just haven't gotten around to it. So I think I'll probably just do that. But odds are I'm probably going to end up buying it on PS5 as well because I like my physical copies. Um, we'll see, I doubt I'll play it there again, but for a 10, 15 hour game, something like that. Uh, hopefully more old style. I'm definitely going to be there early on. It just depends on, man, it's it's tough because there's Starfield, which I'm betting I will spend a lot of hours in. And then Spider-Man, like you said, right after that. So I don't know that I will be able to play all three of those back to back because I'm not going to wait on Spider-Man either. Um, that's just not how I roll. Sorry. Brandon, um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I yeah. know we've talked about it extensively. For sure. It's coming out early. Yeah. I think this is good um, that they're pushing it a little bit early, regardless of the motivation. I think that this is something that shows good faith in the game. Anytime something can be released early, um, not always, yeah. but I think in this case, it's probably good. Um, yeah. You guys kind of said it all. I think that this is going to be a return to form and I don't know that I'm going to bite on it just because I don't know how to describe this. I think it's more a problem with me um, and not even necessarily that, assassin's creed has changed a lot over the years i think that i'm just not as interested in playing an assassin's creed game period as i used to be yeah um even uh if it be the old style um so who knows maybe if it um comes out and you guys love it i might consider but honestly right now i'm not like super motivated to even try it out but that could change pretty easily so brandon i'm gonna say this and i'm just gonna leave this in the show because like Davis said, people like to see the inside baseball. Yeah, sure. Your mic's a little uh, echoey. Is it close to your? Is it's it a close? little echoey? Yeah. No. So I think you're supposed to talk into the side of it, like you are. Yeah. It just seemed like maybe you were a little far away. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Is that any better? It could just be a difference in the air pressure okay. of the world. Yeah, that's honestly possible. Yeah. The tea evaporating out of my mouth, maybe. Oh, that could be it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. um, no, yeah, this is cool. And if I would do anything, I probably would go the route you went, Ben. I don't think I would buy it. Yeah. Um, worst comes to absolute worst. I think I would probably do a month. Yeah. And that would probably be either enough for me to play the game and stop playing it or try and beat it. I mean, I really don't think it's going to be an incredibly lengthy experience. So I just realized that I said something incredibly stupid a minute ago. What? That I would sign up for the Ubisoft Plus and play uh, a game from EA. Oh, shit. So, well, well, you have Game Pass, so can't you play it on that? 
doesn't eat. Um, yeah, Jedi Survivor is not on there yet. It's on like the higher tier or whatever. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be playing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably, st- I, I don't know. It's a $40, $50 game. I'm probably going to end up buying it eventually, but I just. It'll probably go on sale quick though, dude. You I know. know I mean? It's just a matter of that timing. If it were, if there were nothing else to play, I'd be, a, I'd, be I'd buy it immediately. But I'm just like, am I going to have time to, inv- to sink into it? Yeah. You know, that's my thing. I want to. And I also want to show them that I want a shorter game. But will that matter? I don't know. Speaking of games coming out, I don't want to derail this entire section, but I just realized I don't think we have talked about Armored Core almost at all. No, uh, I think I I don't think so. No, I think I'm the only one that's actually interested. Well, then talk about it. I mean, am I just going to talk to myself about it? You could. I mean, we're. <laughs> what the hell do you think we're doing here? We talk about stuff that each of us aren't interested in every I know, week. I'll play it. I'll play it. But um, it looks really cool. You were talking about games coming out, and I'm thinking like, oh, I forgot Armored Core was like right in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. I, it's pretty soon in a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking like, wow, are they not gonna are are they gonna be wrapped up with Armored Core? And then I was thinking to myself while you were talking, I was like, I don't think they're getting are you guys getting armored core i wasn't planning on it it's just not my style i don't really love mech games um but if there's enough hype around it i'll probably try it eventually but yeah yeah i'm just i don't know i'm just not a i like from games sure i get bored with them after a while but i like them yeah that's like my entire driving force to buying this is that it's a from game i don't necessarily have a lot of interest in mech games i could be interested in them i'm not saying they they're cool conceptually to me yeah um, but that's kind of going to be tying up a lot of my time, I think, Dave, in the next coming weeks. You you completely mounted uh, Elden Ring last year. Are you going to uh, try your hand at Armored Core as well? I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of watching it, and I'm I'm curious to see what Brandon thinks of it when it does come out because uh, I reviewed or I did a preview on Mech Warrior Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a while ago and i i just like you i've never really been into mech games but i kind of dug this game it was yeah. uh it was interesting so yeah knowing armored core is coming from from um yeah i'd be curious to see kind of how it how it is but yeah not not number one on my list not yeah to begin with agreed um i think i'll probably like pretty much every I think Sekiro I played at launch, but every other From game that I've played, which is most of them, I don't think I've ever played Dark Souls 1 or 2, but all the rest of them that I've played, I've played, like, late. Yeah. Not because I didn't, like, know about them. I just, you know. Right. Just didn't get it. They're not, like, they're not must-plays immediately for me. I, I will play them. I want to be knowledgeable about them. Right. But I know they're not games I'm going to complete, right. generally. Um, I have completed some, but. Yeah. Know yourself. Know yourself. Brandon, uh, this next topic is, you know, the first one was for Dave because uh, I know how much he loves Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft. Man. This next one is for you man. because I know how much you love <laughs> Call of Duty. Man. No, man. According to Charlie Intel. Stop it. <laughs> Just take it out. According to Charlie Intel, Activision has confirmed that Modern Warfare 3 is a full premium release and will be priced at $70. There is no upgrade price and it's not an expansion. Quote, as stated in numerous Activision Blizzard quarterly conference calls, Modern Warfare 3 is a premium release. It will be priced accordingly at $70 US, an Activision Activision spokesperson told Charlie Intel. Following up on that, Brandon, following up on it. Yeah, I know. Every Modern Warfare Warfare 3 map will be a remastered Modern Warfare 2 map. Um, That's so fucking lazy. (laughs) 
That is okay. That's what I was wondering. Let's let's first talk about just the fact that it's going to be Modern Warfare three and not Modern Warfare two point five. Let's talk about that first. So here's what happened, boys. We're seeing a good trajectory coming out of the end of last year for Modern Warfare two. The hype is up, and then what happens in the new year? Shit. All the hype falls off. The numbers start falling off. The microtransactions, assumedly based on the numbers, right, fall off. Although you're probably correct, but you would assume that the most engaged people still playing are also still spending money. Right. But by volume, yes, by I volume. would say yeah. there has to have been a decrease it, in player count means a decrease in revenue. Right. So what's that mean? That means... Maybe at some point there was a plan not to have something out. I know we talked about that a little bit last week and it was just a rumor, but I was all for not having a yearly release Call of Duty. What they decided to do instead was pump the numbers. They say these morons will buy a $70 game from us every year. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to pivot. We're going to lackluster seasons, lackluster seasons on the game that we're currently selling. Okay. And we're going to put all of our resources into what could have potentially been in last year's game. I bet you any money, a lot of these maps were already made. Yeah. I bet you any money. It wouldn't surprise me if they were even buried in the files for, although data miners probably would have found that by now. Still. Yeah. I bet you any money they were already made. And for this article to say, what is this? Who wrote it? Uh, Insider Gaming. Okay, I don't know how credible this is, but to say that every it's a, modern, it's a pretty credible every yeah. Modern Warfare three map is a Modern Warfare two. I love the idea of that. But holy what, shit, hold on, sorry, I, I know this dude in this video here. I, this guy used to be my editor in chief at my old website. No shit. Yeah, he's pretty credible. Okay, believe him a hundred percent. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> that's crazy. I just opened it up. and I'm like, I know him. He lives here. <laughs> By the way, no shit. I did not know that until like two years after. His name is Albert Perkins. He's a good dude. Okay. Um, he lives here. I've literally never met him though. No shit. Okay. He's been a, like we've been within thirty feet of each other apparently, like okay. at shows and stuff. I think, yeah. or like at downtown events. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I've yeah. known I've quote known him for like fifteen years now and never <laughs> met the man. And he lives miles away from Damn. me. Damn, yeah. we have the same desk chair as well. Oh, nice. Um, sorry, I derailed <laughs> you. <laughs> You're good. But this is not only lazy. But I think that it is just clearly a continuing cash grab. I mean, I don't have any concrete evidence, but like I said, I would have reason to believe that we've heard rumors that a lot of these maps, terminal, um, high rise, stuff like that, already trickling in last year. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're getting rumors like that, and there's always rumors around Call of Duty. Sure. It's, it, it's one of the giants. Yep. Of course, there's going to be rumors. But to say that every map at launch is just a remastered map and you are going to charge $70 and it's really going to, I would bet you any money, it's going to look almost identical to Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, but Brandon, think about how great the new story is going to be. Dude, dude, it, it, it's just so, this is just reinforcing why I should not buy it. Even though this news, I'm telling you boys, and Edwin knew it, that's why he put it in the fucking chat. This this would be something that I would want. Yeah. But I need to open my eyes. I need to take off the blindfold. I need to stop being a sheeple. 
and I need to not purchase this, boys. And Brandon, you have had Brandon, for those for those who can't see, which is everyone. Uh, Brandon is so angry right now; he's waving his slipper around. Dude, I'm waving the chunkla <laughs> around, ready, man. I'm ready. He's I'm ready to, to throw fucking, it. I'm yeah. Throw this shit, man. It's got me fucking heated. I don't know. This is. For those who don't know, by the way, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Brandon talked about uh, creating accountability for himself and told the people in the Discord to bully him out of buying it. And and that still stands, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, it does. Because the reality of the situation is is that hearing this makes me want to get the game. <laughs> just, yeah, as much, know, yeah. just as much as, you know... I don't even know a good example. Fuck this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying fuck this. It sucks. I think it's lazy. Um, and they know what the people want and they withhold it to the very last second and then they charge you a premium for it. Yeah. That's exactly what they do every single time. And they take the easy way out. They they reskin like I talked last week. Essentially, you're reskinning an entire game's worth of map. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's so frustrating and... It's frustrating because they know what I want and they want to charge me for it. Even if I just bought a $70 game last year and I was disappointed with it in a couple months. Right. Now, Dave, in the Discord, you said that last week you were wanting to talk about this subject more. And we, apparently I moved along too, too quickly. But spill your guts. Yeah, well, just first of all, I know this has nothing to do with our resolutions, but to create a little bit more accountability for Brandon, could we... Could we make him like make an agreement where like he has to play Gollum or something if he buys Call of Duty? Just, <laughs> I mean, just that's going to totally put a, it out there. You <laughs> got to opt into your resolution change up. So I'm going to let him opt into that. Wow. Do you want us to hold you accountable for real? Or you just want to talk nonsense and, and slip up? I'll give you a week to think about it. How about that? You can give me a week to think about it. But what I'll tell you right now is that if Dave is willing to put his mental well-being with redfall on the line the least i should be able to do is on a gut reaction say yes to this ridiculous challenge <laughs> the least i should as a friend of dave and as a friend to the people of call of duty i should be <laughs> to, to a friend of the refugees from the call of duty all of the give me your poor and tired and children and 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 monster energy drink enjoyers <laughs> um that's the least i could do um okay there he said it he's gonna do it i'll do, I'll do it i um the reason why i wanted to talk about this is um i don't know i i'm feeling a lot of the same things that brandon is about this it seems like activision is is getting more and more complacent with the series and with our expectations um you know, I, I also recognize that, you know, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. The last time they tried to do something different, we got advanced in infinite warfare and we all know how that went. Um, you know, they go back to basics and, and it's, you know, you guys are giving us the same stuff over and over again. But I don't know. I thinking about the pricing bit too. And like, if, if, if Activision did not price this, you know, at, at a premium price point, then I think the perception would be that, you know, you're getting something that isn't a triple A call of duty. You're getting something that's more DLC, more of an add on. And then people just aren't interested in that potentially. So I do recognize that they kind of are in a weird situation where, you know, they don't have as much flexibility as people think. But I mean, just like what you said, Brandon, I was really looking forward to, um, 
these rumors becoming a reality where we weren't going to get a new Call of Duty in 2023. Instead, what we're going to get is, you know, a, a longer lived um, sort of experience that, you know, just new content was added on. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I bought last year's game. And that's why I'm in the same boat as you, Brandon, is because, you know, I was hoping that this was going to have more value than the other Call of Duties that I've bought in the past. And as we know now, that that simply isn't the case. And, you know, hearing that what we're going to get is we all know it's really just DLC. It's really just an add-on. There was a report. Uh, it was a rumor, but it, it was the rumor is is that uh, some people have seen the source code, and it is identical to Modern Warfare Two. So all we're getting, all this really is, is add-on content being sold at a premium price. Whether that's the case or not, it really looks like Activision just doesn't care. The other reason I'm a bit sour on this is is less Activision and more just kind of gaming in general. Now I I I, I pay a hundred dollars for Call of Duty, and uh, in order to play it. And when I say it, I mean the full package, which is the campaign and the multiplayer. Uh, I have to subscribe to PS Plus, and and that bothers me. I know that's been the case for a long time, but I I just don't like that I have to pay more money. Um, to just kind get of it on in- PC, bro. Yeah, I know, and that's I, I'm thinking about going that route because I just I hate all these subscriptions. But yeah, in any case, it's it's pretty clear what Activision's doing. The problem is, is like people are still gonna buy it. Like a lot of people are gonna buy it. And Brandon, again, you said off the top, like their player numbers are down, but their player numbers are still astronomical. Microtransaction revenue is down, but it is still astronomical compared to anything else because it's Call of Duty and yeah. millions of people are going to play it. Millions of people are going to buy it. So yeah, I think it's going to be a long time before Activision um, listens and, and puts a little bit more effort into this. Um, so yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, Brandon, if if I will play Gollum with you, if, okay. if you cave, how about that? Fair enough, dude. And the saddest part is, is, is I, I know you said it was reporting that it's going to be the same, but really it's, it's, it's smart for them in a business sense to call this modern warfare three, because as the narrative around modern warfare two and the hype has died down, if they came out with modern warfare two, a 2.5, you know, some sort of big update, the narrative has already kind of changed on that. And it's been old news for a minute now. So, I get why they're calling it Modern Warfare 3, but I can't help but think that people that aren't in the know won't really understand or even think that this wouldn't be some sort of $70 cash grab, because that's really what it seems to me. I feel like it's kind of disingenuous to call it something new if it truly is hardly something new, which I feel like is something that we run into all the time in this medium. Well, I I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Something I was going to say is... I, I don't know what the actual age of Call of Duty players is, but my guess is it's young, it skews younger. Yeah, like teenagers. Because especially with Warzone, obviously, because it's free. But the the hilarious thing about this is to me is that probably a very large portion of the Call of Duty player base was not alive when these maps in Modern Warfare 2 exactly. originally came out. Yes. So even if they know, it doesn't matter. So who are they making this for? I mean, they're making it for me. They're making it and for they us. they fucking know it. Yeah. Fuck them for not giving it to us last year. And Dave's right, especially for Dave, because I was probably going to buy it either way last year. But I, part of me, and not all of me, I would have bought it either way, but I did want to buy into something that I felt like my investment was more than just a year-long thing. Right. You know, I put in all those hours in the hopes 
that it wouldn't be next year, I would have to essentially start over. Because that's really the cycle of this entire thing. Like after you've been doing it for hundreds of hours per game, it gets kind of old. It's just like Destiny where I can't keep up. Okay, same with Call of Duty. What's the point of me putting in 100 hours when next year I'm just going to, you know, you know what I mean? The cycle continues. Yeah. And maybe that works for some people, but with so many other companies upping their game, um, you know, Battlebit Remastered, for instance, a, a game that I think, you know, for what it's worth has so much more value in so many ways than Call of Duty, just based off of its scale and its price and the that, value per dollar. It kind of fell off quick, though, didn't it? I don't see anybody talking about it anymore. I'm not saying that means it's right. a bad game or anything. Right. It had a huge success, and whether or not the numbers sustain themselves, a lot of games don't end up sustaining themselves right. after blowing up. That's yeah. just the way games work. Of course, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it's really sad to see these big companies. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. It feels a little bit like they're pulling the wool over our eyes in some way and that they are being scummy. But I guess... I've learned to just accept this is the way of Activision. So that's it. Um, I, I do want to continue to be held accountable. I'm going to be honest with you, boys. I'm a little worried that I've talked so openly about this, but I think it's important that I have because I know I'm going to be tempted to get this game. And I think for the greater good of my mental being, I probably should not. Um but we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not making any promises. It wouldn't be the first time I went back on saying something. But I really don't think this is something that I should continue to support. Even if for the first three months, everyone is shitting their brains about it. Oh, my God. Look at Terminal. Oh, my God. <laughs> 360 no scoping is back. Holy shit. Uh, it's enough. What if it's a okay? I have two scenarios for you. And by the way, I I also know people, a lot of people. Wrong. Dustin was one person that was like, "I'm I'm getting it. I wasn't gonna get it, but I'm gonna get it because it's gonna be supported for two years." That's what a lot. And, and I mean, I didn't. I so I I got a they actually yeah I got a review copy of it or a, a press copy whatever. They just automatically send them to me now every year. Um, I don't even ask for them. So and I'm not. Uh, mad about that in, in the slightest i'm very so thankful you're for that have it. Fuck you. i don't know because it's now it's a new world now okay but my my follow-up question was brandon i don't think this is even a possibility because of all the legalities going on but if this game yeah is on game pass if this game is on game pass what happens do you play it do you show them i still want this by clicking the download button oh because you're subscribed to game pass pretty regularly now right dude, uh, yeah i have I've not canceled it and since the beginning of the year at least yeah dude that's a tough question because i feel like you know those hours played that's how they really with game pass and again i don't even think it's going to be legally possible for them to put this on game pass but even if the, you know the deal goes through tomorrow or whatever but let's say it did pretend they measure success for these games in hours played on game pass and new subscriptions and that's like one of the first games they play so you're showing them at that point. You're right. I don't know that I can. I don't know what I, I know what I should do, but I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, I might be Shillington Brandon here in a couple of months, but we'll see if the game comes out and you know, these rumors are wrong. It's not all remastered maps, whatever. If it's phenomenal, if everybody's having a great time, if it's the best call of duty since ever dude that's the problem though. i don't think that's... anybody is going to judge you 
but they will hold you accountable and make you play and that, golem. And that's but okay. That's what it, but that's, that's the okay. thing, Ben, is when when it comes out, that's what it will be. That That's what the narrative will that's be. True. And that's, that's what true. it always is. Dave, and yes. as Brandon says, the, when the honeymoon period, it happened with Diablo as well. But like, there's this, yeah. like these games are sold on FOMO. And, and the narrative around them is always the same. Great. Everything's positive for the first couple of weeks. And then things start to get shitty. Like Ubisoft it doesn't games. matter at that point. It really doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm willing to be held accountable for my sins. Um, we will see how much of a naughty boy I will be here pretty soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not bullshitting. I think this is all awful. You yeah. know, all jokes aside, like I, am disappointed in the series and I've expressed my disappointment many times over in the past couple of years. Um, and I just, I want one day to just feel like I was done right by this company. Um, other than just the bare minimum, getting my $70 and then trying to sell to me endlessly. But that day is not today. I don't think that day is going to be tomorrow. And if you ask me next year, if that day is today, it's probably not that day either. No. So. Well, we'll see how the saga goes. Brandon will let us know next week if he's willing to make the commitment that he knows he's going to break. Dude, I already uh, agreed to it. Oh, you already agreed to it. Dude, so I, if dude you, I said fuck it off the cuff. Okay. I, will, I will pay for a shitty Gollum game. It's probably like 20 bucks already. Oh, I'd be surprised if, that, if it's that much by dude, that point. So I'll, I, could, I could probably walk down the street and look at any given dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like at McDonald's and you're like, wow, I found a Gollum in here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, but yes i will agree to that so if for for all of the fuss and hubbub that i have caused if i am a bitchington and i go back <laughs> on my word um in my in my bullshit i'm on my bullshit then i do deserve to be punished by playing a god-awful game so just to clarify yeah. to, to solidify this please clarify if you play modern warfare 3 yes at all if yes. he plays it or buys it, plays it. Okay. I think he said that he can't even like. Let's say there's some miracle and it's on Game Pass. I think it, you said if you play it, should I buy? Should I buy Gollum now just in case? <laughs> <laughs> so you'll not only have to buy, you'll have to buy Gollum. And are you going to play the whole thing? Are you going to put it? Like we put a ten hour limit on Dave. How long is the game? I think it's like ten or twelve hours. I don't know. I, I have so little interest in that game. I don't even know how long it is, but Dude, I think I saw that it was like I beat Shadow of the Colossus, which is an amazing game, but it's so difficult to play. Uh -huh. I think I can beat Gollum. Okay, so you'll play the whole thing Okay, after you purchase it. After I purchase Gollum, sure. And you're going to stream it. And I'm going to stream it? <laughs> Dude, then I got to hook my PS5 up to my stream setup. Why? I guess I could buy it on PC. Well, that's true. It'd be more expensive probably digitally. Yeah. Somehow. Okay, well, however you want, you can stream it or not, whatever. But you're, but that that is, if you play Modern Warfare Three, you have to buy and play through Gollum. You can check the trophy list. I'll print it out. I'll tweet it. <laughs> you have to platinum Gollum, dude. Don't you? No, 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 no. Don't get ahead of yourself. He just has to beat it. Well, you're platinum in Redfall, then. We <laughs> get a platinum on Xbox. That's pretty impressive, dude. You need a thousand gamer score up in this bitch. <laughs> um okay fair enough yes be, for all of the trouble i have caused on this show all of the bullshit i've been on um if i do break and if you could tell i'm not very confident in my ability i'm not i'm not i'm not a strong man i'm not a i'm not a a willful spirit um i'm a weak man a shriveled weak uh, worm of a man well i will say last chill. last week i spoke to you we were talking about, you know, just life and whatever. And you were like, yeah, I'm not going to buy any games anytime soon. 
And then the next day you were like, hey, I bought Baldur's Gate 3. Dude, I know, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Oh, my God. Well, let's move on and move off of Brandon's embarrassment for a while, I suppose. Coming soon to Game Pass. We've got Firewatch coming to cloud console and PC. Grease. Gris. 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 It's Gris. Gris. Coming to cloud console and PC. I think Dave will correct us on that, by the way, the, of how it's pronounced. I don't remember for sure. Uh, sea of Stars coming to cloud console and PC and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming to cloud console and PC today. I think this was today. What a lineup. Recently, Everspace 2 came to Xbox. Uh, it was already on PC. Uh, but Firewatch, that's an older game that's very highly regarded. It's a pretty short game, if I recall correctly. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming day one on Game Pass. I think that's an asymmetric. Yeah, it's an asymmetrical horror third person based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, franchise, of course. Uh, sea of Stars, which I am very excited about. That's the other game that's in that lineup. I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to finish that before I play Starfield. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's going to be close, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Greece, Dave, you you played you reviewed Greece, right? Chris. Correct. Greece. Yes. How is it pronounced? Do you remember? Uh, it nobody knows. It's OK. It's, it's the Ubisoft <laughs> of the indie world. Uh, right. I thought Gris. I've heard Greece. I but again, I, I, I really don't know. Great game, though. Go play it. Yeah, I had a I, I really enjoyed that game. It like was very emotional and beautiful. And I remember you speaking very highly about it, too. I, I didn't play it with as keen of an eye as you did. But that was one game that I've said it before on the show, I think. But I, I one of my biggest regrets is not giving it a perfect score. I just I didn't have the balls to pull the trigger, though, on that. But yeah, uh, yeah it's it. You can beat it in like two or three hours. It's music is incredible, too. Yeah. Check yeah. out Chris. Well, there you go. Um, interesting to see. A couple older games coming to the service, which I, a lot of people think is bad, but these games are like dude, they're they're bangers. Firewatch and Gris are both like phenomenal games, dude. All of these that many people have not played. All of these. Well, yeah, I mean, Sea of Stars. If it's not, if it's anything short of amazing, I'm going to be shocked because I played the demo and I was like, "Give me this game now." Yeah. And our buddy Jimmy seemed to be super hyped about Chainsaw. Well, Jimmy, I I. Jimmy is Listen, like I know he's a horror. Guy. He's a horror movie in personified, you know. I know. So I, the, I'm sure the game's going to be fine, but I, Jimmy would be excited if it was a turd. Okay, I, let's just face it. <laughs> I swear I saw some decent hype around it, though. Maybe yeah. I could be wrong, and maybe yeah. No. I th I thought I saw something good about it. But yeah, I I've been watching. Um, so I follow the um the PR people that are handling that game. Yeah. And they've been doing a lot of press for it, like a lot of events and everything too, which usually sinking that much money into something shows there's some promise. So we'll see. And Hey, it's on game pass and it's asymmetrical. Um, so that that's probably a great multiplayer game for a, for a romp with the boys or something for sure. Okay. Moving on to the next story. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the next story. When Forza Motorsport launches on October 10th for series X, and S and PC. It will not include a split screen multiplayer, the ability to race against AI in various multiplayer modes, or a spectator mode. According to Turn 10 Studios creative director, these features are missing due to some specific reasons. He mentioned that the heavy investment in new graphics features and the game's rendering engine made split screen multiplayer implementation difficult, which we've heard a lot actually with uh, Series S, Baldur's Gate most recently being the reason it was not out on series uh, or on xbox at launch 
Um, spectator mode and AI racers and multiplayer races were also omitted because they went against the studio's intended goals for the game, which means they couldn't get it running well. Having players come into a featured multiplayer event and taking up player slots for spectating was not the desired experience. Similarly, including AI racers and multiplayer modes could impact safety ratings and didn't align with the game's vision. These features will not be available at launch, but there's no mention of whether they might be added through post-launch updates. The decision reflects the studio's intention to create the gameplay experience they envisioned for Forza Motorsport. Dave and Brandon both, I wanted to bring this up because we talked a little bit about motorsport last week. I wanted to give a follow-up on that conversation. Sure. Brandon, you mentioned this, but I did confirm after the fact, it is impossible to buy the previous Forza Motorsport games or play them digitally. That's scummy. It's real bad. That's scummy. I don't understand that. What would get like what would get me more hyped for a new motorsport game than playing the the last one? I would say they probably think it's too similar in some ways, but I wonder if that is the case. It hasn't been that I think, long. I think Benji clarified that it was it came down to licensing. Like the rights oh, that, that they it? had to yeah. uh to use the different cars and stuff in that particular game had expiry dates on them. Okay, and, that makes some uh, sense. I, I think we've seen this in like music games before, but yeah. it's it's not unheard of. It is unfortunate, but it, it's yeah, it's it's a weird situation for sure. And maybe they well, like I know with um, was it uh metal one of the Metal Gear collections or something? They they cut it because they lost the rights to the broadcast, and they were trying to get them back or replace it with something. Hmm. And then they decided just to remake the games and yeah. never release the old yeah. ones because Fuck. why would they want to sell you the old ones when they can sell you the new, new ones? ones? That's right. So anyway, Dave, I want to start off with you on this one. Forza Motorsport, uh, lacking some features at launch. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, say what you will about games being always online or, or this usher or this era that's been ushered in of, of always connected game. But one one of the good things about um, about games being online is um, being able to track player activity, and I think. Um, Turn 10, making a decision to omit certain features isn't just because, uh, you know, they didn't want to bother putting them in. But, you know, if the old Forza Motorsport games had these features, then I'm sure they had some data to show that these were features that weren't engaged with uh, by a lot of players. Um, Couch co-op split screen multiplayer is cool, I guess. But honestly, how many people are using that? Uh, An online spectator mode okay i'm sure you still have the ability to watch people's replay just like you do in gran turismo 7 that's a big part of these racing games um and then the the other one with uh you know putting ai bots in multiplayer lobbies just i i don't understand why you would even want to entertain that as an idea again i'm not sure if these were all features that were in previous titles but um i'm sure turn 10 knows what they're doing i read through this list and none of it seemed like um like, like it wasn't like the Halo Infinite co-op thing. Like, like none right, of these kind right. of made me think, "Wow, what, what are you doing? This is crazy." These, these seemed like measured kind of decisions to not include these things. So, yeah, n- nothing from this list really makes me think uh, changes my buying decision on this game. Um, so, yeah, not not a big deal for me. Still, still very excited for this one, just like Brandon is. Nice, Brandon. Speaking of your excitement, yeah, none of these things probably really affect you much, do they? No, no, not really. I um I don't know. I feel like if a game like um GC7 can do it, I don't understand why these games can't. Um I'll be excited cuz they're on smelly Xbox. That's well, why. Well, I don't really think that's a great <laughs> excuse, but <laughs> <I know>. um 
the fact that you have to parody the S, I think, is really the biggest problem here. Um, and that's kind of unfortunate. I know the S is a next-gen console, but I would imagine that that's a part of why this is happening. Well, that's um, something I wanted to get into. Recently, um, there were some developers that said, basically, the people claiming that the problems on the Xbox Series S is just because they don't know how to use it very well. They're not uh, skilled enough, I guess you could say, to get things running well. But right now, we're looking at Turn 10 and the Forza Motorsport team, who is obviously very clued in to anything, right. I would assume, on the Xbox, saying it's not going to launch there or with these features. And granted, they did not say... That it was because of the S, they but couldn't. I'm sure as a Microsoft studio, they wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I was say, they could not. But yeah, so I, maybe there is some truth. Maybe, there, I don't know, maybe there isn't. Honestly, and yeah, obviously speculation, but I would imagine that has to do something with it. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of unfortunate, someone as someone who owns an X, if that is the case. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this won't affect me too much. Um, I'll be interested to see. I'm super curious. Now that we're getting like actual tracks, I can't wait to see the side-by-sides of these tracks running on series X in the exact same track, maybe even with the exact same car running on GT seven, because I've mm. already seen some comparison videos online um, and a couple that I've saw. And now mind you, they're going off the trailer because the game's not out yet. Right. But GT seven was looking a lot better. Really? So, <laughs> in my opinion. So we will see. Um, Either way, super, super big Forza fan, as I've said many, many times. And we talked about it last week. I'm not going to tread over it again. But um, yeah, this is not a big deal. I mean, you know, I didn't miss it in the other ones. I didn't even know you could do that. Um, but I guess, I guess if it's for the betterment of the game, then yeah, more power to them. So yeah. And, and Ben, you said it perfectly. If this studio cannot figure out how to figure get it going on Xbox, I really don't think it's possible. Yeah. Or it's not possible in anything other than 20 frames a second. <laughs> I wonder if this was at all part of their delay because it got delayed. I mean, it was supposed to launch earlier this year. They, maybe they're trying to figure it out. And they were trying to figure it out and just said, we can't do it. Either that or, I mean, very realistic. Or maybe they're still riding the high from the last four. So, I mean, I would imagine the numbers were huge. On Horizon? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, they were huge. Yeah. So many people bought that early access too. I would want... <sighs> I know they don't give the data on this. There's no way Steam Charts is like the only thing we have that's anything like that, right? Uh, the only thing I think that's reliably reliable, you know, that generally accepted. But like, that's not available for any other platform. Am I, no, I am mean, I correct? like on Xbox, you can look and see like what the top X amount of games are. But not like who's playing or how many players they have. No, I don't think you can get that granular, at least okay. not with Xbox. I, I so wish we could. I, I don't think they'd want us to. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be well, good. If they wanted us to, we'd be able to. Right, right. Yeah. But um, I would be so interested. That would give us so much insight into games and like how these console companies do things because we get such a wealth of information from Steam charts. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes. Now, mind you, a lot of things on Steam do release on other platforms and it's not the whole picture. It's a good indication. It's a good picture. Yeah. It's like the UK charts. Like right. it's not the whole picture, but we get an idea. So, right. Um, yeah, good to hear. Cannot fucking wait for this game. I mean, honestly, I'm tromping at the bit. I need to play another racer ASAP. Um, Lord knows I wish I had a wheel, but it's not happening this time. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but maybe one day. Number five. 
After just two days of being released on Steam, Overwatch 2 has become the lowest rated game on the platform with over 87,000 negative reviews. Now, a caveat here, most of these negative reviews came from players in China who had their progress from Blizzard games wiped due to the end of the distribution agreement with NetEase. So, a little bit of a caveat there. But Blizzard's decision to bring Overwatch 2 to Steam was surprising since their PC games were exclusively available on Battle.net previously. This move was meant to indicate a broader trend of Blizzard games coming to Steam, and that probably was definitely um, uh, exacerbated a little bit by the you know most likely acquisition by Microsoft. But the overwhelmingly negative response to Overwatch 2 might alter these plans in the future. Many negative reviews focus on Blizzard's design to charge full price for Overwatch 2, which was expected to eventually become free-to-play, and the implementation of a Battle Pass model with aggressive monetization. There are also criticisms about the lack of promised PvE content and perceived downgrades compared to the original Overwatch. It remains unclear whether Blizzard will rethink its plans to bring more games to Steam in light of Overwatch 2's negative reception, especially considering the potential sale of the company to Microsoft. Brandon, uh, Overwatch 2, we've talked endlessly about it, but I just wanted to get your take on Blizzard's like, okay, you guys, you know, you want it somewhere besides Battle.net. Here it comes. Oh, shit. All I'm saying, what did I say a couple weeks ago? I don't remember. It's coming to Steam. I said... I'm really surprised they're bringing it to the Steam that has a review system. I fucking knew this was going to happen. They probably knew this was going to happen. And you're right. There probably is some backdoor dealing that we don't know about. Sure. They're they're doing it for their advantage, clearly. But I knew this was going to happen. The snowball was already rolling down the hill. And adding it to Steam just fucking kicked it down that hill, man. Um, I know a lot of the reviews, at least from what you said here are from the people in China, which is a really unfortunate set of events that caused this. But I would say that even if the majority of them are from that, there is a very clear uh, bad taste in the mouth of a lot of Overwatch players. Um, And for what it's worth... They certainly weren't all from China. Right. And for what it's worth, I still do think the game um, itself has some merit and it plays just fine. But um, yeah... I should really, how I learned from Overwatch 2, I have not played Overwatch 2 in probably since about launch, maybe yeah. a month after launch. I need to take the same bad feelings and really just put my foot down and say I'm done the same way I did with Overwatch 2. It's got to be the same way I do with Call of Duty. You got to smack man. it down, man. Dude, I just got to be done, man. I just got to be done for for my value, for my self-worth. This is hilarious. Brandon, you want to so play some Overwatch 2 later? No, <laughs> actually, if somebody asked me, I would, but I don't, I don't want to play this shit. That's the point. You know, yeah. it's just, it sucks. Yeah. And no matter how many free characters you throw at me, uh, which may or may not be free, I don't even fucking know anymore. Um, and, you know, $15 missions, it, it's just enough. You're going to make me pay for shit I already had. Yeah. You know, it's. The it's, characters are free, by the way, if you have the first game. It's a joke. Um, so yeah, honestly, I'm happy that finally there is a way publicly aside from forums and aside from Twitter that people can like show their distaste. And sometimes games get a bad rap because they just get review bombed for seemingly uncontrollable things like the studio that ported it to PC sucks and it's an awful PC port and it's on steam and they get review bombed. This is completely merited in my opinion. Yeah. So good, good, good. 
I love that anytime anyone comes to this page on Steam, which most people have Steam when they're on PC, I love that the first thing they see before they want to try this out is this, because this will give them a perfect understanding. Sorry, Poot. Sorry, Locke. I know you love the game. (laughs) But honestly, just as much as I'm a Shillington, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Dave, uh, review bombing, good or bad? And your thoughts on Overwatch 2? Um... I don't know. It's kind of, I'm kind of a two minds on it. Um, I like when uh, consumers can kind of weaponize reviews against, um, you know, developers and publishers who are kind of shitty of which there are too many at the same time. I think it's also done in kind of an unfair light. Sometimes I'm thinking sort of outside of video games, like, you know, this wasn't a really a review bomb, but like the reaction to like Sonic from the movie. Yeah. Um, or like when, you know, sometimes they introduce diversity into games and people who need to touch grass get angry at that and they decide to review bomb for that. So I don't know. In some cases, I, I like it because it's a way to get back at, at publishers for, for doing shitty things. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as I know, is Steam the only video game storefront that actually openly allows reviews on like on the actual store because playstation doesn't obviously the microsoft store doesn't uh well, they show you the star ratings right uh no xbox well you know what i can't honestly tell you about xbox i know on the developer end you can see the written reviews i assume that translates to the viewer end as well yeah i just um and i don't know about epic or anything else yeah i don't know i i'm I, I'm really wondering, like, if any other storefront could get away with this. And just the only reason why Steam allows it is, co- or, or you know, can get away with it is because they're so big. And like, if you want to get, if you're launching a game and you want it to have any chance at success, like, it's got to be on Steam. Like, you're not going to see a success on any of the other um, storefronts. So you know, Steam can do this. And I think a lot of the reason why people see value in gaming exclusively through Steam, from a customer standpoint is because they they can see that feedback and you know any savvy consumer can can see the difference between a uh you know a genuine review and a review by somebody who legitimately didn't play the game very long and steam is cool because it can actually show like different players records and it shows how many hours they have in a game so it really kind of empowers the players and i like that um but yeah i think there are some cases where review bombing is used in a pretty shitty light yeah. Um, as for Overwatch 2, I mean, the the Activision sort of treatments uh, of, of Modern Warfare 3 and Overwatch 2, it's very similar. Uh, I don't like it, so I am I don't feel bad about this, um, and I, I don't need this game to do well. It doesn't bother me. It's not something I play. It has a map that's in Toronto, so that's kind of cool, but <laughs> fuck it otherwise. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it it sucks for people who are into the game, but the whole kind of re-releasing the thing and, and making Overwatch One disappear is is not cool. So, I mean, you tried Activision to put it on Steam, but uh, you you better go somewhere else because uh, yeah, the 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 public has spoken. I suppose. Well, I think that's true. I hundred percent agree with you, Dave. But I think the idea of them um, caring at the end of the day. Like who does who goes on Overwatch Overwatch's page and they're like, oh negative, I'm not gonna get it. Like if you go into Overwatch's page, you already know 
what Overwatch is and pretty good chance that they're still making a decent chunk of change from people on Steam. So I agree that it's a really bad look, but at the same time, I kind of doubt it's actually hurting them. I wonder how many negative reviews it has. 75k peak. Well, this says with over 87,000 negative reviews. The the thing I wrote up, I I wrote it from an article. Well, peak means that's how many people were playing concurrently Uh, at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're looking at he's looking at Steam charts for anybody who doesn't know. And the peak on Steam was 78,000 so far. Um, but that doesn't mean that's how many people like that's playing at the same time. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. It's time to talk about what we've been playing. We'll start out with Dave because I think his list is pretty short here. Yeah, again, I, I've I've been very tied up since we uh, stopped recording last week, so I haven't been playing anything. Um, I will quickly say I, I wanted to play Atlas Fallen. Uh, it launched on Thursday. Um, this is a game from Deck 13, the same developers that did the, the Surge, the Surge 1 and the Surge 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the first one, really like that. But what really got me interested in this game was its um, its comparisons to the Dark Side of series. Um, I've watched a lot of the reviews. It, it hasn't reviewed all that well. It hasn't reviewed horribly. Um, so this is one I, I might eventually check out. Uh, but yeah, if you've if, if anyone's played Atlas Fall and wants to chat about it, then uh, let me know. Otherwise, I, I literally played nothing. I didn't even play Marvel Snap last week, which would have been easy, but yeah. I was just too tied up. So I will pass it over to, to you two to talk about uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I assume. Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and say I've also been playing um, Midnight Suns this week. Um, it's a game I've just been hopping on for like an hour or two at most and running a few missions. Um I'm starting to dig the story stuff a little bit more. It's getting more interesting. Uh, Also opened up one of the DLC characters, which I thought wouldn't be able to do until the end of the game, but apparently I was wrong. And um, because I I bought like the premium edition or whatever, so it it had them included. And and it was like, I don't know, probably five or six hours into the game, I was able to, to, you know, pick up this character. So that was pretty cool. I'm still really enjoying it as I'm building my cards and my deck and everything and, and getting upgrades. It's opening up a lot more options. I'm learning like, I mean, I've played XCOM and I've played other um, games like this in the past, obviously, but there's just some unique things to this game that are really interesting. And, and this is old news now, but people really didn't like the idea of a card system in an XCOM style game. What do they call that? 4A games or... Something like that. Anyway, uh, in a game like this, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. I, I Sometimes I don't take a specific character because I don't like their cards that I have. But also that means you're not really leveling them up uh, enough to get new cards all the time. So it's uh, hard to ever want to take them. But the game, the game treats it pretty fairly. Uh, I'm still not super digging the exploration stuff around the Abbey. Uh, if you've played it, you'll know, but that's like the hub where you go back to in between missions. Um, I'm still not really digging that, but I do hear that opens up a lot more and becomes more interesting later on. So the story itself is fine. It's just it's just generic, totally fine. Uh, but the fact that the characters are characters I've known for my entire life um, makes it bearable. But the, the combat and the mission structure themselves are really cool. And then also, I've been um, late night playing a, a little bit of Sea of Thieves, um, just like on my own. I've been hopping into what's called Open Crew, which basically fills your boat with like other people hopping Open Crew who don't have somebody to play with at that time. And I've had a lot of really weird experiences. A lot of times I'm just like finding people who it's like the first time they turn on the game in years. 
Uh, I usually leave those lobbies pretty quickly. And then other times it's like I get on and it's this uber sweat lord who just like has way higher skills than I do and um, probably has no other life but playing the game. And so it's just a wide mix of people. I've had some really crazy experiences that I don't feel like you get in other games, like because everything is proximity mic based and everything is in this like shared world. Like the other day I logged into an open crew, found somebody who wasn't just standing on the boat playing an instrument. And we decided to go attack this world event. And as we were going over there, I looked at the map and I saw a boat and I happened to have one of my friends streams up and looked over and he's at this event killing somebody so i'm like hey i think i'm on your server i'll turn off the stream but i'm just gonna come hang out because my partner left as soon as we (laughs) like they just were like oh i gotta go eat and they left that's what happens in open crew a lot so they left and i went and jumped on my buddy's boat and we just hung out and went and sunk a bunch of people together even though that's not supposed to like you're not supposed i mean you can do that but like that's not how the game's built and like i don't feel like if i was playing call of duty I wouldn't be like, hey, dude, we're in the same lobby. We should meet up. Like, that's not how that works. There's just so many little experiences like that in the world of Sea of Thieves that don't present themselves in other games. And that's like the interactions are what make me really love it. So anyway, I've been doing a lot of just like, again, just like, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to hop in here for an hour and see what happens and had some really cool and really terrible experiences so far. So I'll probably keep doing that um, here and there as we go. And then the other thing, I've just played a few hours of Baldur's Gate. Brandon has played much more of it than I have. So I'll pass it to you and I'll chime in where I feel like I have anything sure. to say. Yeah, um, I talked last week about how I was intimidated by this game. Um, and uh, Dustin was gracious enough to Steam share with me uh, his copy. And so I played it for a couple hours and I was like, okay. So at the beginning, I really have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, and... In a lot of Just ways, to clarify, you wouldn't you wouldn't bought it after playing it for a couple hours. Yeah, correct. That's what I'm saying. So your intimidation was unfounded. Exactly. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I, I'm still intimidated. By you're it. like, sometimes when you're intimidated, it's like, wow, I feel like this is something I want to overcome and learn. And sometimes it's like it's so overwhelming and I don't find enough value in it to be interested enough in learning more. Right. But it felt very intriguing to me. Um, I had played turn-based games before, but nothing of this scale or quite like this. Um, I've always been interested in trying D&D, um, and I think this is a nice merriment between that. As close as I'm going to get um, in video game form, I played um, a little bit of, ne- what was it, Neverwinter? Yes, Neverwinter Nights. I played a little bit of Neverwinter um, and couldn't quite get into it. It ran like absolute shit on my PS4. I think that was probably part of it. Um, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But man, this game is what's left to be said about it. I mean, honestly, it, it's so full of value and I've played about, I don't know, probably over 10 hours, maybe like 12 or 13 hours now. And I feel like I'm not good at the game, but I feel like I'm becoming more proficient every single time I play it. I feel like there's so much that you're getting better at being bad. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I, I feel like I'm unsure a lot of a lot of my choices, but the fun in this game is that it is so vastly open-ended. Um, and at every single corner, there is something new and a new decision. And I can perfectly mold the story to be exactly what I want it to be, my character to be exactly what I want to be. And I love the role-playing in this game. Um, I think that the dialogue 
um, is really great. Every single character being voiced and voiced really well. Yeah. Super engaging. The animation is really good. I feel like a lot of video games kind of, they lose sight of anyone who's not a main character or like right. a really important quest character. And I feel like this game really shines at almost any given moment that you're playing it. Brandon, talking um, about the cutscenes, every time you interact with somebody, not only are they voiced, but they have like, it's, and not to like get on the Starfield beat up train here. Cause I'm really excited for Starfield, but like some of the shots we've seen from Starfield and of course, previous Bethesda games, it's like that pan in on their face and then just their mouth moves while they talk. And yeah. maybe they only say like two or three words and then it keeps moving. This game doesn't have that. This game, every little bit of it is acted and voice acted and fully spoken. And there's, there's no dialogue. There's monologues. The of it. Yeah. Like, you it's know, crazy. like crazy. Yeah. It's just like the value is so high. And I feel like I've, I was not only intrigued by playing it for an hour and a half when I played it with Dustin, with Dustin's copy, but like it just screamed value to me. And it was an experience that, like I said, it was intimidating to me last week. And I'm so glad I jumped in head first because I knew it was going to be rewarding. I didn't know if it was the type of game for me. And I'm so glad that I put in the time to make it the type of game for me. Right. Because man, I have thought about it nonstop. Every, every time I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. That's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. So um, whether or not that will fade at some point, I don't know the length of this game, but um, I think it can be like, it can be really long. And I think you can beat it pretty. I, mean, I don't want to, I don't mean like five hours, but like pretty quickly too, right, if right. you want to mainline it. Right. So we'll see. Uh, I'm still in act one and I'm doing all kind of stuff. My party is beefed up with the ladies right now. I I heard a little bit about your lady pursuits. I'm kind of a playboy right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, So I romanced one of the characters and I'm really hoping maybe somebody in the in in the discord, if they're not mad at me for shit talking Overwatch, can let me know if um, (laughs) if uh, let me know about the romances. Because I'm trying to Google around and, and I'm getting some like mixed results. So I'm trying to see if romancing certain people locks me out permanently from other people. And I can't get a great answer, but because you're trying to romance everybody, right? Cause I'm trying to essentially, you know, bone everybody <laughs> um, except for the dudes, my guy, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But my guy I'm role playing now. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how it is boys. Um, but uh, yeah, man, just crazy. Good. Um, really just out of nowhere. Another game this year has been filled with gaming experiences that I would have never assumed I would have had with series that I've never barely even heard of before. Like I remember seeing Baldur's Gate back when we were at, what was that? Uh, was that PAX? I mean, probably. It was a COVID yeah. PAX, yeah. You were never at E3, so it must have been PAX. Well, PAX, well, PSX was too long ago. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it and be like, wow, this looks really fucking awesome. And then I saw some footage of it and I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't really look like something I would like. And then I, you know, said last week, I just seeing Shroud play it. And I'm like, wow, this looks overwhelming. And it is. It is very overwhelming. I'm going to yeah. say that straightforward. And I want to be clear about what I said earlier. I still am struggling to like feel like I'm doing the, the best thing I can be doing every time I do it. Yeah. But I'm getting better at it every time I do it. And I think that's what it, that's what's important. And if I ever decide to do a different character, I feel like I'm going to have a completely different experience, obviously based on how the game works, but like just more fully understanding the game itself 
I don't know, boys. Brandon, this is probably, this is definitely not a spoiler, but I'm going to forget to tell you after the show, so I'll okay. tell you now. Yeah. You know how you were telling me, like, if you try to move away from a character, you get hit if they have, like... Yeah. There's a actually an action you can do to be able to break free and, like, not get hit. Yeah. I think you have to roll for it, but... Oh, really? Yeah, there's, like, perks and stuff, too, that you can, like... Yeah. 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 I just knew I'd forget to tell you that yeah. after the show, so... Yeah, but super cool. Um... We played a little bit of multiplayer. I would be interested in playing some more. I think it's. I've always wanted to try D&D. I know I've already said that, but I feel like this is such a cool experience for that. As someone who has always been like a, a watcher of D&D and mm-hmm. never got to participate, I feel like this is as close as I'm going to get yeah. for now. So, yeah, cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm yeah. glad it's uh, we're going to make a PC gamer out of you yet. Dude, you I'm. Know? I'm becoming more proficient by the day. I beat Remnant 2 on keyboard. That's true. I'm working towards my freaking proficiency, man. That's true. Although, I mean, I don't know that there's much proficiency with Baldur's Gate because you're just clicking. But uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> All you got to do is click on their heads. That's what I was told. That's true. That's true. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot else to say other than what Brandon said. I've, I think I've literally got like three and a half or four hours in it. And that's between three different characters. I created one character played him for a little while and realized I didn't like him. He was like a pre-built character. So I went back and built my own. And then also I created a separate character for the co-op game that we played, um, which I assume I'll keep and we'll whittle away at it over we time. Should. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. That's, I really haven't played anything else other than those things that I mentioned. And Brandon doesn't either. And Dave yeah. um, acts like he's busy or something. So, you know, take that out of his <laughs> paycheck, I guess. Do what you got to do. Dude, he's getting paid. What the fuck? Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash hands up phantom as little as a dollar a month for ad free early access. And really, you're not. I mean, yeah, you're paying for the ad free early access, but you're really just paying to help out your boys. You know, we're just your neighborhood friendly neighborhood boys. That's it. That's what that's what we are. And uh, join the discord. We like hanging out and everything with you guys in there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 level or above. Toby Ryland, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, Rainick, Christian Snow, Gravelicious, Benji Bop, and Johnny Waffles.